Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. Never full steam ahead, no matter what. I, I think one thing we're learning about this virus is much is unpredictable. And I think we and our players together um, with their union, the Players Association, look at the data on a daily basis. And if there were something to change that was outside of the scope of what we're planning for, certainly we would revisit our plans. I'd also say, I mean, we're testing daily. We haven't put a precise number on it, but if we were to see a large number of cases and we were to see spread in our community, that, of course, would be a cause for us to stop as well. That's NBA Commissioner Adam Silver keeping all his options open. Guarantee nothing, PK. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Never do. According to reports, the commissioner, the NBA, considering delays in broadcasts. Slow that thing down by a few seconds so you can censor out foul language or trash talking to be caught on microphones without fans in attendance. We're going to hear everything, and they don't want us to hear everything. Because everything will include the old magic word. What's that? Uh, Nice try. Not happening. Three Pelicans players have tested positive for the coronavirus. Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations David Griffin told reporters Griffin declined to identify the players, citing privacy laws, but added they're in isolation and the positive test came when players returned to the team facility last week. Which brings up the point for all the uh, gnashing of teeth that uh, they might be safer in Florida inside the bubble, even inside a semi-bubble, than they are going about their lives wherever those lives are. Uh, yeah, you can argue that for sure. I can also argue being of their age, their mortality rate is just uh, chances of them dying is so small. And the chances of them recovering fully is so high, no matter where they are. Lakers Vice President of Basketball Operations Rob Polinka talked to reporters about the mental test that the NBA restart will entail. Have I had nights at dinner where I'll look over my 10-year-old daughter has tears in her eyes and I ask her why and she says it's because daddy could be gone for three and a half months? Yes, that stuff is part of this. I think she understands the bigger picture. Don't know if she understands the bigger picture, but I'm with him on the mental side of it. It will be odd to go sit in a hotel in Florida for three and a half months to play out the NBA season. That'll be weird. And I know there are people wondering, hey, if somebody gets down 2-0 or 3-1 in a playoff series... When you go home, you have the pride of not getting eliminated on your court in front of your fans, and you battle back and extend the series, and is that going to happen? Or teams get down 2 one and it's over. I guess it's up to the individual. How competitive are you? If you're worried about something else, if you want to be a quitter, great, quit. If you want to try and, and compete to the end, then you're probably going to do that. I mean, I, I don't really see how that's different. Uh, I mean, you're in, you're in a city that isn't your home, most likely, anyway. This is a little bit different, I get it. But the act of competition, I think, is still the same. The surroundings may be different. I understand all that. And you don't have the boost of the home fans and the pride. But it boils down to you competing. I mean, these guys in pickup games, if you're going to 11 by 1s and you get down 8-0, do you roll over or do you try to compete? I mean, historically, I think they try to compete. 
DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. They're not telling Cam Newton you're our starter or anything like that, but I do think it's his job to lose. Uh, if they really loved Jared Stidham and he was their guy, I could see bringing in another quarterback just because of how unique this year is with COVID-19 and you probably can't have too many quarterbacks on your roster, but you wouldn't bring in a guy like Cam Newton who, who comes in with pizzazz and you know a lot of fans want to see him play, and I'm sure the players in the locker room are going to gravitate around him. That's Ben Volan, works for the Boston Globe. Cam Newton coming in to take the Patriots to the playoffs and then maybe back to the Super Bowl. How will this go? The guy he went to the Super Bowl with, Ron Rivera, says, uh, talking about Cam, he's headed in the right direction. I mean, he's probably about as healthy as it gets from what I've seen on video. I think he's ready to bust out. I'd never bet against the young man, that's for sure. Uh, He's had a history of shoulder problems, and then he's had the foot problem, the Liz Frank injury, PK. That's that's caused uh, multiple people to retire, and he come back off of that. The shoulder injury, and everything we hear about pitchers, you know, they they can do incredible stuff on pitchers. I assume that Newton's had enough time to get the shoulder right. It seems to me the Liz Frank injury is the bigger deal. Uh, Yeah, I have no idea. I'm not worried about his injuries, because if he can't play, then he can't play. And if he's healthy, do I know that he could play at the level that is required to play quarterback in the NFL? No, I don't. Actually, if I would have bet against Cam Newton, I would have made far more money than if I would have bet for Cam Newton. He hasn't won a whole lot of late. If he's not healthy, then it doesn't matter. It's a question of, are you healthy? Are you then good enough? And that's what competition is about. I don't think that it's anybody's job to win or lose. It's They're all going in with the opportunity to win or lose the job. So I want every quarterback that I bring into camp to think it's my job to lose because the position obviously is open. And if that's the mindset that you have, then go ahead and wrestle it away from the other two guys. So that's one of the things that will follow when they start with that training camp and all that stuff. I don't know what they're going to do with the preseason if that's going to happen. But when we get to the actual games, whenever that might be, I don't think that it's his it's his job to lose, but it's no more uh, Jared's. I'll just call him Jared's. So I don't call him Stedman. It's Jared's job to lose. I think they're on equal footing, but they both got to have that mindset that it's my job to lose. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I got to be really careful here because I I don't want to say that this is an accusation. I I just was thinking the other day about what is going on with the SEC teams down south and Clemson included, who's obviously an ACC team. A lot of their players are coming down with COVID-19, oddly enough. So are they trying to herd immunity, their teams, so these guys can get sick now as opposed to getting sick during the college football season if, in fact, there is one? And I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't put it past any of those guys down there. That's Boomer Esiason saying SEC trying to get herd immunity. Guys, get sick now. It's way more convenient than getting sick in October November. Well, if you get a positive test, are you sick uh, yeah, I guess it depends on you. Know, you could be asymptomatic, so I guess that wouldn't be the traditional definition of sick. I mean, you could be sick, and so right. I guess maybe would be the best answer there. And then maybe not. 
I thought we just decided you don't say maybe, maybe not. Didn't we just go through that? Yes, that's why I said it. And I don't want to make fun. Yeah, no. I don't want to make fun of guests, but since we had the conversation about, yeah, no, I've heard that a couple times during interviews. Now we we keep our making fun to each other, not to our guests, because then guests don't want to come on your show. It's not really how you treat a guest. But I've heard a couple of yeah no's, and now a maybe, maybe not. Well. No, nah, I was just joking on that. Yeah. Oh, there's some thought about it. Clay Travis has been talking about that for weeks. Get it now, and then you have the immunity, so then when the season starts, you're ready to go. It's nothing new. It's been out there. How long does immunity last, and does everybody get immunity? All questions. I don't know. I don't know. you got to go find a doctor. Are you immune for, like, three months? Because if you have it right now, three months would put you about a third of the way into the – a quarter to the third of the way into an NFL season, something like that. Uh, the Iowa Athletic Department announced budget reductions of about $15 million for the upcoming fiscal year and voluntary pay cuts for head coaches, senior administrators. Hearing a lot of those, PK, I just assume we're going to keep hearing a lot more of those. I haven't heard anything locally, though. I have not heard anything locally yet, no. Uh, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves signed a bill to retire the last state flag in the U.S. with a Confederate battle emblem following widespread increased pressure that came in part from the world of sports. He signed that bill yesterday. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I don't think this was thought out well enough, and I don't think that a whole bunch of good is going to come of it. I don't see the goodness coming from this because there's so many problems that are going to arise. The the disease is going to still be there. The uh, social unrest is going to still be there. And I don't see the leadership of MLB being the type of leadership that's going to take the forefront and solve any of the problems. Bobby Valentine, not a fan of the 60-game schedule. Apparently not a fan of the commissioner either. Well, you know, I haven't listened to the whole interview. I don't know where it came from or whatnot. But how about you offer some solutions, too, instead of just criticize? Well, there's that. And I don't know how they were going to play more than 60 games. Uh, The disease is going to be there whether they play 60 games or not. So, I mean, it's everything we just said about other sports that, you know, are guys going to test positive if they don't play? Yes. Are guys going to test positive if they do play? Yes. And we've been over this a lot about how many people count on their employment. I realize that billionaires and millionaires will be making money, minimizing their losses, or making more money. But man, there's a lot of people who make uh, you know, 40, 60, 80,000, whatever, along the way who are employed by those clubs. So keep some of them employed. That's a good thing. Yeah, I would have to see what his alternative is. Anybody can sit on the sideline and criticize, but what do you got? Minor League Baseball officially canceled for 2020. Salt Lake Bees, Ogden Raptors, Orem Owls, all impacted by this. A combined total of zero games for this. It, it, it's official, PK, but it's nothing we haven't been thinking for weeks and weeks. Well, obviously today's July 1st, so yeah, their season only runs till Labor Day. They don't get that extra month, so... Yeah, it was uh, something that was obvious to all of us that that's the way they were going. But it's still sad. I mean, there's people who enjoy going out to the ballpark and just either whether you root for the Bees or the other two teams you mentioned or you just enjoy going out and then sitting outside in a summer evening with a couple of friends and family members, whatever it might be. I think all of us have done that. I mean, I can't imagine too many sports fans in 
our city in our area that haven't gone to the ballpark at one time or another if not multiple times per summer and just hung out i mean i i've not i've done it i assume you guys have done it and to not have it there it's a blow in the way that high school baseball was a blow that these kids and softball you know whatever the sport might be that they get out there and they're playing and they're having a great time and you sit and watch and you know none of that's happening it didn't happen during the season obviously and to have not to not have this i mean i think it sucks all the way around i don't know if there's anything you can do about it but nevertheless it's just it's a blow to all these communities that are out there that have this and look forward to this because it's it's summer man and and who was i listening to oh the negro league baseball uh executive he was talking about of all the sports baseball is the most romanticized and when you think about it, it really is, you know, the father, son, that type of thing. For whatever reason, baseball has the more romantic feelings about it and how we put it up there and the boys of summer and all that stuff. You know, you never hear the boys of winter <laughs> because it's, it's summer, you know what I mean? It's summer, and that just means something different. Summer means good times. There's the boys of fall, though. The boys of late fall. Yeah. The gray, the, the four horsemen. Wasn't it the gray sky? Isn't that something in there? I think you're right. Yeah. No, it's just, it's 85 degrees and it's yeah. blue skies. And, right. And, you know, I think the fact that it doesn't have a clock. So many sports have a clock, right? And so it's hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Baseball, it's got, you know, now they can get too slow and we've heard complaints about that. But I think there's still something about not having a clock. You know, you're playing until something happens, until you get the third out. 27. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got 27 if it's a professional or sets, what's seven times three? 21. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just about, uh, Dad, you want to have a catch, those types of things. Detroit Tigers gave the top overall draft pick, Spencer Torkelson. A record $8.4 million signing bonus. And I can just hear the agents and the union executives to the players. Yeah, they say they don't have any money, but they just gave away a record total of money. So stand firm, guys. And then the players nod, and away we go. Yeah, I can hear Tracy Smith, the ASU baseball coach. Come here. (laughs) Look what I could get you. (laughs) Yeah, he's the number one pick. Yeah. 54 set up to do something. 54 Sun Devil homers. A lot of homers. Yeah, yeah, and he would have broke Bob Horner's record, which I think was 61, uh, somewhere in there. That's been standing, obviously, for 40 years. Uh, but uh, none of that happened. They had five guys drafted in the first 100, but never got to play that out. Uh, when I first saw that on the ESPN where they have the stories, I read it as Tiger, not Tigers. Tiger's making some donation. <laughs> I had to look at it a little more carefully, yeah. And he was the number one pick. That's a lot of cash and good for that young man. Because this this is a, it's a great story because he was not drafted out of high school. Normally these kids, they get drafted and then the idea is you go to college, whether it's a junior college or a four-year, and you get drafted at least once, if not two more times, and you move up the, the draft order. He literally was not drafted out of high school. It's an amazing story then to go three years later and be drafted number one. 
Doesn't mean he's going to be a star by any stretch. There's been plenty of guys who've been busts or been average players. And then there's been some guys, you know, like uh, Strasburg and a Harper who were drafted one, and they fulfilled their destiny. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. But nevertheless, you know, your kid like Harper, it was obvious since he was 12 he was going to be drafted. And here, this young man wasn't drafted out of high school, and now he's number one. Good for him. All right, those are the headlines. That is what is trending, and it is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Andy Bailey covers the Utah Jazz for Forbes.com and the NBA for Bleacher Report. He's scheduled to join us at 8.30. Brandon Huffman, national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports at 9.30. And the youths get a highly thought of guy. Their class is always thought of as not. They're always ranked like 9, 10, 11 in the Pac-12. And yet, then they end up winning yeah, I don't nine think games. this year, though. I don't think this year. Uh, the next recruiting class is running back as part of is ranked like 10th right now. We'll talk to Brandon about that. See if that's changing. Uh, also, the Joe Ingle Zoom teleconference. What do you got for us here, Yak? This is a little different. So they've been doing these Zoom conferences with the media, and they're actually going to allow us to live stream it. And Joe will be on 8.15 this morning. He's supposed to hop on. We get, we get bonus Joe Ingles? You're going to have to be careful. He, last time he did it, he had some salty language in there, so we'll have the dump button ready to roll. Oh, yeah. big time. Big time. I, I was on it. Deep, big yeah. time. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> hover over the dump button during this. Well, presumably, if the PR department told you you can stream it live, then they're informing here. Hey, Joe, tone it down. All right, that's coming up at 8.15 with Joe Ingles. We do have a lot of reaction to the end of the minor league baseball season on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us. This is 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Matt Harpring, AT&T Sportsnet. Utah has always had a great home court advantage, and players talk about it all the time. Well, now everyone's kind of be on an even playing field. I do think that's huge. You're going to get teams, obviously, fighting for the playoffs. You're going to get teams like the Lakers. You know, how much do they want to play minutes without limiting risk on injury? You know, so you don't know exactly what happened. But I do think the injury to Bogdanovich, it's going to hurt the Jazz. There's no doubt about that. He's a great player, and he's a huge part of the team. There's going to be some points in production that are going to need to be increased by the players than just Rudy and Donovan. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Huh. I just got this email, 24-hour sale. If I spend $25 minimum at Kenny Chesney's online store, I get a free gift. Well, if I spend 25 bucks and you're going to give me a free gift, a free gift, in order for it to be a gift, it's got to be free. <laughs> Christmas morning, <laughs> sitting around the tree. Hey, I got a gift for you, but first 20 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) A free gift. Gift means it's free. Okay. Free free gift. Yeah, no. 
bases loaded, grand slam homer, and maybe, maybe not. Four things we're banning. Consider it banned. Will do. Done. Block it up. It's the way it will be. A free gift. How stupid is that? We got multiple questions up on our Facebook page this morning. We got a lot of people weighing in on the end of the minor league baseball season. It is official. They aren't going to play. A lot of sadness there. We will get to that coming up. Uh, Also, we have a question up now that we've heard from several former Utah players and the results of uh, the Morgan Scally investigation will be announced soon. What do you think should happen? A mixed bag here, PK, if I have ever seen it. The rant is ancient history. Keep him, David says. Don't know that it was a rant, but I get your point. <laughs> so statute of limitations has just run out on, on that? Apparently. Yeah. And then we've got... Uh, oh, go ahead. I don't think that's true. I think in the, in the environment that we live in, it's never been more prominent. I think you're right. I think Matt here says, keep him. Public apology, additional community service, support to make amends, something like that. All right. And then we've got uh, Andrew says, let the black player coach, black players and coaches decide. Everything I've seen has been keep him. Uh, we certainly had players on our air here who have been critical of him, uh, but none of them have wanted to see him fired. Now, I have to say, None of them publicly on the radio and blowback. Now, would they say something different if they were, you know, uh, interviewed by whoever the University of Utah hired, the outside investigators they hired to do this investigation? I guess possibly that, you know, can't rule that out. I wouldn't think so, judging by the way they they talked. And certainly we didn't talk to everybody either, PK. But uh, from the beginning, when we were on TV, uh, when we were talking about what was happening, I said, nah, I don't think you and I get to decide this one. Uh, we never would. Uh, and I don't know that I would let players decide. The problem with that is players are temporary. Uh, you, you always hear that. Uh, let, let the players, as far as that goes, you know, and the players, Morgan Scally being one of them, I think what went uh, to Kyle Whittingham's house on that fateful night when he was deciding between BYU and Utah uh, I don't think that uh, they, you know that was that was a nice show, but those players are going to be gone in time. Uh, so you need to have the folks who are experienced in doing these types of things being able to decide what's going on. So uh, I don't know what the player sentiment would be, unless it was just some outrageous, uh, complete total revolt. Everybody on the defensive side and everybody he's recruited. Uh, but I don't think you're going to have that. But, and I actually, I believe, you know, you never know what people think uh, privately. Uh, I don't think anybody admits to voting for Trump, but uh, he, he got in there. Uh, so what they do privately versus publicly. But listening to the players when they spoke with us, seem, they seemed sincere. Even though they may have had an issue or two, they still never felt like he should be uh, terminated. And I felt that they were sincere, knowing that I guess they could change their mind or say something different in a private setting. But my gut instincts was saying when we talked to them, they seemed very sincere. 
Uh, Steve says, paint Black Lives Matter on the field so everyone can have a warm, fuzzy feeling. I don't really care. All of this bleep has turned me off to sports in general. I'll stick to hockey. Steve, checking out. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. What the NBA has to be aware of as they're going to have these social causes and to what extent. And, and if you say that, you come off as racist. So, you know, there's things that are allowable to say these days and things that you can't say. Uh, you know, if you, it, it, what was your, your soccer guy, uh, Lawless, what did he say over the weekend? It takes courage now to stand for the flag. And didn't he have to apologize? He a, a did bunch issue of times an apology. Over? He did yeah, issue so he, an apology, yes. And Drew Brees said that he can't, he'll never disrespect the flag. And he had to apologize multiple times. But you can do all this other stuff, and it's okay. You know, you can't go to church, but you can uh, burn down a church, I think, which I don't know that's the literal example, but you've heard that stuff being thrown out there. So so one thing is acceptable and another thing isn't. So you have to be careful on what you say publicly on that. But I do think there's going to be people who are going to be turned off by mixing so much politics with sports now recognizing that there's a significant amount of people who will say wait a second this isn't politics this is right and wrong i understand all that i'm just presenting what other folks believe or think and so there will be some people that will be turned off by that as that responder on facebook just said well, I think the thing that the leagues have to face is that, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, Republicans buy shoes too, and, and he took some heat. There were people who weren't happy. They wanted him to get more involved in defeating Jesse Helms for the Senate. But then Muhammad Ali wouldn't, uh, wouldn't go to Vietnam, and there were people who were upset about him. So I, I think sometimes when these things happen, People are going to be upset no matter what you do. You do something, you do nothing, you do something, but you don't do the thing that they want done. When it's uh, when it's this divisive, you're going to irritate some people. So yeah, whatever I know, it is yeah, you they, want to do. I don't think it's about irritating people. As the NBA proved with China, it's about money. So you're going to do all that you can to protect your money. It's not about whether you make somebody upset and their feelings. That's not what I'm talking about. It's about cash. And as we saw in the China situation, <laughs> they cash are awfully protective. Ruled. Yeah, cash yeah. ruled. So it's not, uh, you, you, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself, the 60s song. No, that's not what I'm talking about here. It's about money and how much of a financial hit are they going to take. That's what they care about. I don't think who cares about somebody's feelings in Oshkosh. No, it's just going to be widespread, and am I, am I as a league going to lose money, and as players, are we going to lose revenue and take money out of my pocket and all that stuff? That's what it's about here. Well, when you irritate people's feelings, you risk losing money out of your pocket. Now, it may not trap, you know, people may just get over it, especially if your storyline is good enough, if your athletes are amazing enough. Yeah, people could be upset and still watch, so you still get their money. Yeah, exactly. So my feelings could be hurt. I don't particularly like sports and politics, but I, that has no bearing on whether I'm going to watch the games or not. I don't care about your politics. I mean, these athletes, they think some people care about their politics, and they're right. Me? I don't. I don't care what you think politically. You can go into a voting booth and vote whatever way you want. It's going to have no effect on me whether I watch you play. To, to me, you're an entertainer. You're not a political leader. 
But if you I support your right to voice your opinion 100%, I just don't care what your opinion is. <laughs> David with a short message. Keep them, which drew a thumbs up. Kevin uh, also posted, fire his ass. So people completely split on this one. I'm a BYU fan, Clint says, and I don't think he should be fired. This racist bleep is the new Salem witch trials, which got some laughter and some thumbs up, about 12 of them. So a BYU fan. You're not supposed to swear on our Facebook page. You can hit the delete. You can ban users. You can delete people. You can delete their messages, or you could literally ban them from your Facebook page. So if you see, if you're so inclined to do that, you can do that. Uh, uh, For me, you know what I think they're going to do? And I think it's going to be announced here pretty soon that this is an opportunity with the financial situation. Hit them in a wallet. Cut a salary in half. That's that's a big time blow. Be making all this money, and then all of a sudden, now you're not. You know, he's making eight hundred thousand dollars. This is a lot of cash. Uh, drop it to four hundred thousand. That that would be a decent penalty, wouldn't it? Uh, I guess it would depend on your perspective. There are probably people who think that that's too much, and okay, probably people who want I'm him fired. You. I hadn't considered that, so as you said it, I was weighing it. Um, I mean, yeah, losing money is always a penalty. I mean, you can't say losing, but, uh, you know, is it, does it, uh, does it send the message that we don't tolerate this? I mean, I'm seeing the people who just want him fired straight out. Now there are, you know, like you said, we've had athletes on the air who played for him who are critical of the way he interacted with them, but they didn't, they, they made a point of saying they don't want that, um, you know, if you do an investigation and you and you hear a lot of that, I, I mean, I assume you're asking people what they think because you care what they think. So I guess if you're if you're looking if the if the firing is off the table, then I would say that there's that and keeping them on the staff, but taking away the defensive coordinator title. Um, those would be the two things, I guess. If you're not if you're not going to fire them, those are the two things that would be oh, yeah, significant. If you take away the coordinator, then you're not going to pay him eight hundred thousand. Right. Yeah, you'd be doing Here, both. T- here's you. I still get to make eight hundred thousand. Here's my title. I'll go take it off my door plate right now and hand it to you. <laughs> <laughs> call me whatever so, you call me, but don't call me late for payday. Yeah. So who cares what your title is if you're making eight hundred grand? Uh, so I don't think that's it's got to be about the money. I don't think firing is off the table. I'm just saying that I think in my mind, my opinion, disagree, agree, it's up to you. I think a big time reduction in pay up to like 50 percent. That's a pretty good penalty, I would think. He's never going to do it again. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> it's never going to happen. So that will never be done. Whatever issues were there, they will be taken care of. He will take care of them. There's no doubt about it. We all know the guy. His character, even if you kept him, everything would be the same. He will take care of the issue. That's going to be different either way. If you, if you gave him a raise, he'll make sure that he never makes these mistakes again. There's just no guarantee in, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind there's a 100% guarantee that this will never be an issue with Morgan Scally again, ever. So that's not an issue going forward. 
you need to get training and what blah blah blah. That's all symbolic. He'll take care of it on himself on his own. If you want him to do it, sensitivity, go ahead. But he's going to do it anyway. He's going to fix the problem. It's already fixed. So if you want him to stay, a good way is a significant reduction in pay at a time when you're looking to save money. So what's the old, uh, the two birds with one stone type of thing? And you, you can do that. And that would send, I think that would, to me anyway, would send a powerful message. I don't know what the legality of it is, but not being a lawyer or any of that stuff, a contract lawyer, I have no clue. But just on the surface, that would be something that I think would be a significant penalty. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the contract, but I'm going to go ahead and assume there's something about moral turpitude and community standards and that he's violated that. So I think they can redo the contract. I wouldn't think I wouldn't think that's going to end up being the issue. Okay. And if that's the case, then yeah, I, I think that's a that's a pretty good penalty. 855-340-Zone. Hit us up on Facebook DJ and PK. You can tweet at us at David DJ James. All right, gentlemen, we got a message that was just texted to me by one of our regular guests. Probably can guess who, and he says, "Tell DJ and PK they are nothing without me." <laughs> does that mean he's been told <laughs> that he's going to be streamed Something, live I don't know either he's listening right now but our good friend Joe wanted to pass that along to you <laughs> okay Joe if you're listening you're going to be streamed live at 815 so watch it there dude well the way I look at it I put my mother and father second and third in terms of my creation and then Joe number one <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Uh, Somewhere in there is God. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently down the list of it. Oh, man. <laughs> you are nothing without me, Joe says. It's going to suck when he retires. It totally is. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, that's not going to be for a while. I'm taking it one year at a time, PK. <laughs> well, I think you're right in doing that, and but... The reality is, it's crazy to think, because, man, it just tells you how fast time goes by. We've got less time with him than we have more time. And Well, I would assume, I would assume that's true, because how many years are we into this now? Is this like five? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, Yock, are we it's in the crazy. fifth year with Joe? You keep track of uh, when you post it. You always post so, year what, episode what. Volumes. It was midway through them. the first yes. year. It was, this is, so this is technically volume six, our sixth year, but we started yeah, midway yeah. through the first season. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because I got it took me a while to get to know him a little bit. Correct, yeah. And then you came back to us and we started it up. Yeah. I think was it January, February, somewhere in there. Yeah, but it would be it would be awesome if he played five more years, but uh yeah, I'm not betting on that. Well, since he started at twenty seven, yeah, yeah. If he would have started right. at twenty two. He's into his early or, 30s. you know, the traditional age that guys start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. But he he waited to come over and oh, know what happened. That's a that's a poll question one day. Who who leaves first? Joe Ingalls or Kyle Whittingham? <laughs> as long as it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were putting you in the poll. What are you going to do that for? <laughs> good. Leave good, me good, out of good. it, but okay. <laughs> I don't want to be here when there's no Kyle and no Joe. Well, that's going to be in two or three years. Oh, well, let's get a special show to put together to say goodbye to Kyle and Joe then. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be here in two or three years. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> 
All right, we got some people who are giving us a ring to talk about Morgan Scally and what ought to happen. 855-340-ZONE. Let's start with Joe. Joe, good morning. What are you thinking, Joe? Joe is talking into his phone, and we're not hearing it. All right, Yuck. Make the magic happen. While Yuck works on the magic, on the radio magic... Is there a problem with the call or the board? Because if it's with the, the call, we can just go to another call. I think call. it's just the call. So let's go. Let's try Scott here. Hold All on. All right. And then if we don't hear Scott, we'll know it's with the board. And you can begin to work your magic. All right. To, to the phones and Scott. Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good, Scott. Good, Scott. So, yeah. Does the contract period for Morgan Scally go retroactive? Because didn't this happen way before his contract period? I don't think the contract is going to cover this kind of behavior 10 years prior. So I think Morgan Scally ought to follow your lead, PK, and he ought to voluntarily forfeit or donate a fourth or half of his contract for the next, let's say, two years. Step forward and take the decision out of the school's hands and out of the public's hands. My take. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that would work. And how it would be received, but the bottom line would still be the same whether the university told him to do it or he did it. Uh, either way, and and I gotta say, man, thanks for the call, Scott. Is that I, I'll go to bat on Morgan Scally's character, and I think you would too, DJ, one hundred percent of the time, one hundred percent of the time. I didn't really discuss it when you said it because I think everybody who knows Morgan is is true is that they. This is a line Morgan isn't not only not going to cross, isn't going to be anywhere near again. No, I, not I at just. All. Uh, I have not spoken to him since all of this happened. I haven't texted with him. I haven't had any communication with him since any of this happened. But I know well, I, have. I know I, I figured you probably had. Um, but I know him well enough to know that uh, he has been in agony since this happened. And that's not to make this about his agony. You know, that no, I get how you. this impacted other people is the, is the important thing. But if you if you wonder how it impacted him, it's uh, it's been... I don't want to say it's all-consuming because he's still been a husband and been a dad through this, but I don't think it gets very far from his mind very often, and there's no way he wants to go down this road again. So I, I would have – I've told you this before, PK, when we were talking about this, that the U.S. has to do a thorough investigation, and if they decide to keep him, which I, I think is where this is going, I don't have any inside information, but if they were going to let him go, I think they already could have. So I think they're trying to find out, okay, can we keep him? They have got to go back and make sure nothing else. There, there can't be other stories coming up from other players down the road the way we just saw with Iowa, you know, where it's just, okay, now there's a running back who's got to take on the situation. There can't be any of that. But the whole thing about going forward, I've never discussed because knowing Morgan going forward, I just I don't think there's going to be any of these issues going forward. Uh, I can't imagine that. But they've got to make sure there's nothing else that's going to come up. They, I mean, they've got to make sure of that. Yeah, I mean, this is a serious situation, no doubt about it. Uh, But I go back to when kids run afoul of the honor code. uh, And as I've gotten older, the word that just screams to me now is mercy. And if mercy can be extended, I think we're all better for it. And it's up to these folks and Mark Harlan and the President Watkins and those folks you know, they're going to decide all that stuff and we're going to have to live with their decisions. But if there's any way to extend mercy, I say extend it. Because I think the people themselves most times 
will take care of the issue and they'll be better people for having gone through the tough experience. I get how a pay cut, uh, you know, could help the U at a time like this because obviously revenue's taken a hit. I mean, if nothing else, uh, we know we know donors have taken a hit in their businesses and in the stock market, yeah. and we know they're not going to have as many. They're not going to sell as many tickets for as much money. Uh, so there's two revenue streams. They're definitely going to take a hit. So I get how they want some of the money back, but I don't. I don't know that that's the right look, that all the money, maybe some of it can go back to you, that all the money goes back to balancing the used budget. Does some of it go to some organization? I, I don't know who it is. You know, I, Maybe it goes to uh, scholarships. Uh, maybe I, I don't know what, but it has to go to doing something positive sure. for the African-American community. Even how does better. it help? How does it help? A black student or, right. uh, you know, a high school kid who's going to get federal aid, but is going to come up a thousand bucks short because federal aid doesn't cover the fees, which is, can be a problem for a, a lot of people who are struggling to pay for school. Yeah. All for it. Uh, you know, some of that ought to be uh, in the equation, I think. All right, let's go to the phones. Ken, Ken, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Hey, I think Morgan, regardless of his personality, what kind of person he is, who's saying what, I think he's just going to become a victim of the times. And I also think he's going to become a victim due to the the way the university handled the Lauren McCluskey case, or mishandled, I guess you'd say, and how it was perceived that they held nobody accountable. And pretty much everybody involved, the police, were just allowed to go elsewhere. And now they got lawsuits all over the place, continued to mishandle it. So I think Morgan's gone. Regardless, so I, or irregardless. I, I get, ah, oh, I see what you did there. Well done. Maybe, maybe not. Throw that. Yeah, no. Uh, what I think about that is uh, I get your line of thinking there, and I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, that's plausible. The only thing I would say to you is if that were going to happen, why is it taking so long? But Because it, it seems that course of events could have played out on a quicker timeline the way it did at Iowa, where they let the strength and conditioning coach go. And I'd have to go back and look at that, but I want to say it was a week. Well, I think that falls back to the McCluskey issue that the university was viewed as just totally mishandling that and continuing to mishandle it. So I think they're just covering their bases. And so when they actually cut him loose, they can say, you know, A, B, C, and D, he's Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah, thanks for the call, Ken. I think there's something to be said for that. I think with the Iowa deal is that with Morgan Scally, there's nothing to do right now, whereas with the Iowa deal, the strength and conditioning coach was dealing with the players literally that day. So there was a more pressing time restraint, constraint, frame, time frame probably is the best, whereas in football – he's not dealing with the players right now anyway. So they have time. So if you have time, why not take time? Whereas the strength and conditioning with the players coming back, I assume that's what was going on in Iowa. Uh, you know, I know it's going on in many other places in the Pac-12 at BYU. So it was a daily thing. So they were under the gun, so to speak, with time, as opposed to now they, they have time. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Joe Ingles, Zoom teleconference. The guy who made us. The guy we're nothing without. Uh, we're going to be streaming that live at 8.15. You'll hear from Joe. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is
is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State. How hard is it to have a positive attitude through some of this? Oh, it's still football, right? If you get down in the dumps and you start worrying about all the crap that's going on and you start playing the old poor me game, then your player's going to do it too. And probably you're going to get your butt kicked this fall. So we just go about our business knowing that everybody else is in the same boat. It's not like they're getting way ahead of us. And you just deal with the punches you get thrown and just roll with it, right? I mean, there's nothing else you can do. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. With a little extra time on your hands, it's time to talk about what we're doing to kill time. What did you watch last night with DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network? Too much time on my hands. Too much time on my DJPK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. You know, PK, sometimes when you talk, because I know the the people uh, you know and the people who will text with you and the, and the cell phones and you say stuff, I think I'm getting a pretty good look into what a newsmaker is thinking. And and it doesn't matter, you know, Utes, Cougars, Aggies, Jazz, whatever. Uh, you know, you know people in all these programs, clubs. So often when I when I hear you saying something, I think, okay. Now the same thing happens at the national level, which is what happened when I was watching TV last night. I saw Woj getting interviewed and talking about, you know, the the questions that the NBA has about the bubble, the things they're watching as this unfolds, the things they're stressed about as they get closer, and thinking he's not just making this up. <laughs> this is he's he's got NBA GMs who are talking to him, NBA coaches who are talking to him, he's got people in the league office who are talking to him. This is what they're really stressed about. But the thing, and man, maybe I'm just up in the night on this because I I, mean, I am hearing it occasionally, but I, I'm not hearing as much as I I think I should, and that is. It looks to me with all the positive tests that are happening with wherever people are, whether they're in the U.S. or whether they're in Europe, right, with Jokic testing positive, uh, wherever they are, there are a lot of people, a lot, a lot's a relative term, but it, there are quite a few people testing positive for coronavirus. And I'm thinking, well, then go to the bubble. You're going to have, even if it's not a perfect bubble, you're going to have better control there. It seems to me all these positive tests indicate that the sport will go forward. Now, if you go there and you have 100 positive tests one week, okay, the thing could be in trouble. But the, I just don't, I don't get this. The more positive tests I see scattered around the country and the more we read about what's happening in your home state of Arizona or what's happening in Texas or, or Florida, I'm thinking guys are getting exposed everywhere. Take a shot on playing. So I, I'm not nearly as stressed as it seems other people are. Maybe that's just because I'm an idiot, but... I think your premise is very good there. Uh, I think that, the, you know, the worry about once they're there, what happens? Because I think they're going to start unless there's something that's really, really crazy between now and then. And we've got just under a month now being July 1st. Uh, so I agree with you on that. And I think the concern then is what happens once they're all there. How will that just transpire, I guess? 
and they, you know they were hoping for the best. They're planning. I mean, there's the thing about it too is you know there's so much money at stake, and they have so much available resource to them that they're doing everything I believe that they possibly can to curtail it to make sure that the things as safe as possible. And there's never going to be risk free where it's a hundred percent. And uh, somebody was saying with this with this thing, you know, when is this going to go away? Well, who knows that, you know, we're going to have to learn to live with it and monitor it and, and make sure we take the necessary precautions. And whether that's uh, face mask forever or social distancing forever or a lot of folks working remotely forever and all that type of stuff, or at least and forever is a long time, obviously, but for a lot more, a lot longer than we anticipated. Well, then that's what we have to do. And so you go in that direction. And you try to just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Manage it, I guess, as yeah. best as we can. Yeah, I think all of that. And I think what's coming to the forefront here is we're seeing other countries crush the curve is face masks. Face masks. Now, it's been politicized here, but Goldman Sachs coming out with a story yesterday. Man, when I hear Goldman Sachs, all I... Maybe it's just me. I hear... Yeah, that's right, Yach. Exactly. I hear Goldman Sachs. I think money. <laughs> I don't think anything else. Do I think social responsibility? No, I don't know. Maybe they no, got they some print money. great social responsibility. I don't know. <laughs> when I hear Goldman Sachs, I think cash. And and they just printed a study that said face mask would, could be worth a trillion dollars to the U.S. economy. You can Google it. Google Goldman Sachs coronavirus trillion and see what comes up. Because the, when they issued this report yesterday, it was all over social media. Everybody was writing about it. So... I think to your point, yeah, manage it. And it it sounds like the mass, not 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but mass when you're out in a public setting are apparently critical. (laughs) Well, what I've been doing, and it's been working rather lucratively, I have been marketing a DJ and PK mask. That a kid. Sweet. And it's very small letters, the D and the J, and huge (laughs) letters, the P and the K. Absolutely. (laughs) And then there better be a picture of Joe Ingles because he made us. <laughs> oh, We're yeah. nothing without him. I don't, I don't know how I survived those first 12 years without <laughs> Joe Ingles. I know, right? <laughs> uh, you see anything good last night? Anything interesting or same old, same old? Oh, no, I did. Yeah, absolutely. I watched uh, something on the Dream Team, and I had no idea about this. This blew me away. Stockton and his wife and his young family, they're walking through You've Barcelona. You've never seen that? Yeah, you hadn't heard this? Oh, yeah, that's great. With the film. He's yeah. got a camera there. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah, and totally he's talking around. about how he's 6'1". He's, and, and, yeah. and, and, and obviously, he's much more the average size. He's a little taller than the average male American. I'm not sure about the European American, but I imagine it's very close. As opposed to six seven, six eight, whatever. Some of those guys are so abnormally tall. I mean, Thurl Bailey, if he was never played hoop and anywhere, just walking down the street, people are going to look at him because he's so freaking tall, right? Well, John, you're not going to do that. No, I hadn't seen that yeah. version. And he's got uh, he's looking for Americans, and he sees somebody with who has a picture of all the Dream Team players. And no, who's your and he's filming it. Who's yep. your favorite player? Oh, Charles Barkley. Well, have you ever met any dream team players? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then his oldest son, he says Houston, who's probably right, pushing thirty now, uh, if not more, points to John at the lower left side of the ladies' t-shirt. Hey, there's Daddy. And then she realizes uh, he's on the team. <laughs> it's just, I mean, Stockton never rarely showed that side of himself, at least to us publicly. And there he was with a, with one of those old cameras that they've got 
that he's just walking down an area. It looks like an open area, nice place uh, in Barcelona. It's a nice weather day, obviously, in the summer. And he's having a lot of fun with it. And just uh, it's not something he did regularly. And it, I hadn't seen it, and it was it was funny. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good bit. It's got to be out there on YouTube, I would assume. If you haven't seen it, it is hilarious. And it is a side of John we didn't see very often. It's a good, it's a good bit. Uh, and, and when you consider what rock stars, I mean, the dream team, was the, they were the star of that Olympics. And for one of those guys to be anonymous just strolling around town was, was pretty funny stuff. Yeah. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, and it is brought to you by ARUP Blood Services. Now, the 4th of July weekend will be busy on the road, and ARUP wants to be ahead of the game. Hands and Scotty G will be at ARUP in Sandy on Thursday, broadcasting live from 10 to 2. ARUP is open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and we'd love to see you there. Visit utahblood.org for all the details. Joe Ingles live stream coming up at 8.15. Stay with us.